Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. Hi, this is Jimmy Walker. I play Dan Greaves, and you're listening to What the Actual Fuck, a This Country podcast. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hey, what the actual fuckers, and welcome to WTAF, this country podcast. First, he's the man who likes waiting in line for a go on Martin's Big Dipper, and he'll spend £20 punching slugs in the stomach for comic relief. It's Neil. Oh, hello. I don't know so much about the Big Dipper this time, but slugs... This time? This time. You never know, I might change my mind, but this year, yeah, 20 quid's a fair price. <laughs> <laughs> Can we not start it off with Martin's Big Dipper? Yeah. It's just already, it's left a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so to speak. I yeah. ring the bell for that. <laughs> <laughs> now, our guest this week is an actor where, amongst his many roles, I'm sure you would have seen him as the don't-give-a-shit probation worker Sean in Misfits or Bent Copper Cotton in Line of Duty. Also the host of the number one podcast, The Two Shot Podcast, where he chats to fellow actors about the ups and downs of an actor's life. He's with us now, and we'll find out if he's still getting chatted up by OAPs at the supermarket. It's Craig Parkinson. Gentlemen, good evening. How are you? We're very well. Hello, How are Craig. you? Uh, award-winning podcast. I just, Sorry. just want to rewrite that. See, I mean, there was me thinking that you'd be so, so happy because I put number one podcast. Yeah, well, I forgot both, awards. But you know what? If I don't shout about it, nobody else will. <laughs> no. I, I don't have the sponsors line. You know, Absolutely, right. so, we know uh, that feeling. So, first question then, where do you keep your award? Uh, it moves around, because we're doing up the house at the moment, but oh, right. at the moment it's uh, it's near the bookshelf. That's lovely. Oh. Yeah. So it's not found its way in as a, like a toilet doorstop or anything yet? Have you seen it? No. No, it couldn't, couldn't, it <laughs> couldn't stop open anything, that thing, no. <laughs> is it because it it's small or just a bit just too it's, lightweight? It's, it's, it's very lightweight, it's made out of perspex. Wow. But it's got myself and producer Griff's name on it and the podcast. And That's uh, all that counts. So yeah, number I, one award-winning podcast. Nice to be recognised, isn't it? I will, I will, yeah. I will cut that. It is. It is. <laughs> I will say, I mean, we will get onto this country, obviously, but um, whenever I look at the iTunes charts, there mm. is like f- like four different podcasts that I always look every week or every day or every minute that I'm looking on there. There's yours, there's Edith's. Um, there's an Only Fools and Horses podcast and there's an Alan Partridge. But I always look to see where you are in the chart because the, I think there was one time when I looked and you were number one. 
But it's weird how you were number one, then you went down to number four, then you yeah. went to number two. Do you keep an eye on the chart? I didn't. Uh, very rarely. I think I did over summer because we had a, a really nice summer break because we'd done an episode for a full year and we were just a bit knackered. And mm. you need to give people a bit of a break from your voice, you know what I mean? You don't want people getting bored, do you? Um, and I did have a look during summer, and we were kind of still within the top 20 when we weren't going out. Mm. I don't really know what it means, to be honest. And then I looked the other the other week, I don't know when this is going out, but when we started again with um, the new sort of term, um, and then, yeah, went back to number one. So, But, yeah, it's just nice, isn't it? It is good. It I is think good. when you start something from scratch... Um, and you put all sort of your love and effort into it. Um, I'm just pleased that people listen, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, we've got, we've got not to blow our own... T- we've got to number five before, which... As you should, gentlemen, when, when, as you should. But when you think about it, and like you say, I think on one of the episodes I listened to today, you said that it is just uh, you and your producer. You've got no backing behind you and stuff. No. You obviously love that format mm. um, as a way of communicating, and yeah. especially what you talk about. Yeah. What made you start doing a podcast in the first place? Um, I was kind of a bit bored with the scripts I was reading, <laughs> to be <laughs> honest. And I'm somebody who really needs to be creative, and I'm not. If I'm not creative, then I'm not uh, the best person to live with. Right. Um, and I, I just, you know, you get a bit twitchy, and uh, you tinker about with writing, and you go, "Well, that's then that script's got to go through like sort of ten people in this place." I need something immediate, I need something now. And I had this idea, and I was a big fan of podcasts, and I'd been learning loads and enjoying them all the time. And music had kind of taken a backseat. Music's very big in my life. Um, So I was just podcast feeding, like, all the time, driving, gymming, everything, commuting. Um, I thought, well, maybe I should do one. And it's kind of a scary thing, Mm. because when you've been an actor for 20 years, you hide behind all those characters that other people... Have written the words mm, for, mm. and then uh, you're coming out as yourself. So, I was doing an interview the other day, and they were they were talking about that, and it just came to me that maybe it was a bit like a stand-up comedian who was trying to find that. You know, they always say trying to find their own voice, don't they? So I suppose I was trying to find my own voice as me, and to, to be as honest and open as possible. Mm. Um, and yeah. I'm, I'm still learning. So when you, I mean? when you started your podcast, did you actually start it with knowing how you were going to do it, or did you have a few ideas and slowly... Not really. <laughs> just no, no, I, no, no. I, I suppose so, but I, I, I didn't know what I wanted it to really be, but I knew what I didn't want it to be. Right. Because I'd heard enough podcasts and learnt, yeah, I, I don't want it to be like that because I don't agree with that. Um, I don't want it to be about me because mm. I find that kind of narcissistic and who wants to listen to an actor sort of go on about himself. It's kind of boring. Um, and I didn't want it to be about the work, about jobs. We, the internet is such an incredible tool now. If we want to find out oh, what happened on set to somebody, it's, it's fucking it's all there, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, and also I didn't want it to be like a hatchet job. You know, so many actors that I know and so many that's why as well that I've opened it up to be creative as well so all you know artists and poets and musicians directors writers anybody in in the creative industry just so they can have free speech and know that they're in a safe place and they can talk about anything really Mm. and and know that if they want anything edited out I'll take it out it's no Mm. problem 
but I don't want you to self-edit while while we're having a conversation. I didn't mm. want it to be an interview because that that's kind of dull. And people, I didn't want people to get misrepresented. I suppose is what I'm saying. Mm. Um, and then it's kind of morphed and grown into all sorts of things. Well, because the one that you you did a, a special announcement a couple of weeks ago, didn't you, about the Paddy Considine uh, chat that you had? Mm. Mm. And the, and that sort of goes on what you're saying is that obviously. So things that he said were very personal and mm. you felt didn't need to be shared with no. your listening because it was a, it was a, it was a live show wasn't it was it? a live show and it was in Northwich um and we had a sort of packed Odeon because then afterwards Paddy was introducing Journeyman his his film um and we had a, an hour's chat an hour or so chat actually before that and there was a good 80 odd people there um and it was a really sort of special moment and we didn't really have a chance to think about it until a week or so later because we we had the podcast awards that night and we were just sort of headless chickens running right. around. And then we really sort of digested it and discussed it w with everybody. And we thought, no, this... You know, look, I've spoke to Paddy since and we might do it again, but not for a while. Right. Um, but, you know, he's a... He's a brilliant human, and mm. it was a, for those people that were there. And I, I was doing a live, even though we had summer off, I was doing a live episode at Candle Calling Festival this summer. And um, when I got on site, the amount of people that I met who spoke to me and said, "Oh, listen, I was there for Paddy's episode. Oh, my God, that, it was so incredible!" Mm. And then, uh, yeah, so it's nice to get that that recognition from the people that were there. Yeah. Which is a right old tease because people are never going to hear it. Well, that's, that's, I mean, it's it's it. When I listen to that, the, the more you were talking, the more you think I really want to listen to that podcast now because I want to know. Yeah. you know. But again, it's... But, you see, the thing is that wasn't uh, me being a tease or anything. That was me being really, really honest because yeah. I'm like I tell I use it as a bit of a tool f as therapy for me. I, mm. I speak about a lot of things, even though I don't make it about me and my work. I do talk about what's going on in my life because I, if I'm asking people to be really open and honest on on my podcast, then, and if I'm not, then what yeah. does that make me? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. that makes sense. Um, the podcast, and we, we will talk about this country, I promise, listeners. Um, but, Good, I but, hope so. Yeah, but, yeah, I was, <laughs> I, I, the, the one you did with um, Sean Gibson, the one yes. I listened to today, mm. I was absolutely fascinated because it, I'm probably like millions of people around the world that are not actors that think... Every actor that is on TV on something that is uh, successful are rich. They've all got a house with a pool. They all have a driver. You know, they don't have to worry about working again. Mm. But listening to Shan today when she was saying that she dropped out of it for years and years mm. and years because like, the work dried up, it really sort of struck me that, hang on a minute, these actors are not rolling in it. Uh, how hard is it as an, a jobbing actor to really to, hard? And do, would you would you tell somebody that is starting out in the business that kind of, or would you just say to them, no, you just go and make your own way? <sighs> you know, that's really hard. I, I I still feel underqualified to give any advice. Really, really, yeah, I think so because in our game, you're you're forever learning, and that's that's a, one of the positive sides of it. But you know, there are so many negatives, but just have to be pretty tough and be able to sort of take the knocks. Mm. Um, you know, and, and I think me and Sean were saying the other week, you know, a lot of 
the 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 younger actors coming through now are just resilient and they just need it. They want it all, and that's great. You know, just just got to be careful that doesn't sort of spill over into arrogance. You've mm-hmm. got to have care mm-hmm. and passion about what you do. Um, yeah, it is really hard, but I think all certainly all the actors that I've interviewed, even starting off with Vicky McClaw, you know, and she's once she did Romeo Brass, she thought she was going to be Julia Roberts, and then she ended up sort of working in an office for a yeah, few years. Yeah. And, and, you know, and also people may, may look at Sean and go, wow, she's an amazing success on Car Show. Where has she come from? Overnight success. And it's like, well, no, not at all. She's grafted and she's stopped and she's had anxiety and worry and, oh, you know, I'm not worthy to do this. Um, but, you know, she yeah. is. Well, I remember seeing her in the first uh, Phoenix Nights. Absolutely, she yeah, was, was, yeah. Years and years ago. Anyway, this country. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Here we go. Um, so uh, how did you discover it, Craig? Here we go. Do you know, I was, I was thinking about that the other day, and um, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Um, but I knew that nobody else I knew was watching it. And I like to think I, I was the first person to ever ever discover it. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was the first person to... I, I listened to the Smiths the first, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, I got into it right from the word go. No, I tell her, like, it wasn't... I think it was episode two of the first season that I got into it because then I went back um, and, and watched episode one and then uh, slowly just started spreading the word. Mm. So, yeah, it is all down to me of the success of this country. Well, that was a quote. See that on the that. posters, yeah. <laughs> so when you watch something like that, or probably when you watch anything, um, whether it's drama or comedy, mm. can you watch it with an objective eye, or are you just? can you just sit back and enjoy it? Some things I can, and some things I can't. Right. Does um, it matter what genre it is, or whether you can mm, or can't? Uh, no. No, it doesn't. I mean, I tend... I, I would tend to watch more American-based drama and more. I would like to watch more British comedy, but I think really good, good British comedy, um, it's a bit few and far between, mm. if I'm honest. Mm. Certainly the stuff that I like. See, the one thing that about this country that really connects with me is, is its heart. I don't think... It's not all laugh out loud. Some of it I find really, really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what makes um, Charlie and Daisy, I think, incredible dramatic actors, looking at it from, like, from an actor's point of view. Because I was re-watching some stuff, um, knowing that I was going to come and meet you, so I thought I'd better kind of brush up a bit. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I watched a few. And, uh, and I was thinking how sad I was at certain points, especially in series one. And, and also, like, the very end of, of Series 2. So, yeah, it's the heart that I love. Mm. And I don't question it for a second. Right. I don't question that that anybody's really acting. And yeah. That, that, for me, no, just it, sort of ticks all the boxes. Mm, mm. It works very well as that mockumentary style, doesn't it? It really does feel that yeah, you're watching. Yeah, well, kind of, but I don't even... Sometimes I forget about that. Do you know, like, if you look at... If you go way, way back to things like, um, oh, what was it, Before the Office? What's it? People Like Us. Do you remember People oh, Like yeah, Us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. That, they first started playing about mm. with that format. Now, they never let you forget that, that a documentary was being made. And I don't think 
the office did, apart from those moments that were kind of caught off camera, which yeah. was beautiful little moments, which is what I'm talking about, the heart. The, when the office had that heart, I mean, that's absolute classic, but mm. when it had that heart, that's really what I, I really loved. But with this country, I do kind of forget, even when they're talking to the camera, you know, like mm. when they're outside Kerry's house, I kind of, I, I just kind of forget. And that's the, the brilliance, it's like... Highest praise I can give. Him, mm, you know yeah, I mean? absolutely. Have you got a specifically uh, your specific best episode? Very hard. Question. <laughs> it's, re- it's really hard. Uh, it's yeah. really really hard yeah. to choose. Um, but I think I think series one, episode three. I think it's episode three, where they're waiting for... Oven, oven space. space. Yeah. Oven space. So what's his name? They're waiting for the... the is it their own, uncle? Uncle Nugget. Nugget. Yeah. Right, so they're yeah. waiting for Nugget to come out, and it's all set in the kitchen. Yeah. They never move from the kitchen, <clears throat> and so much goes on. It's like a beautiful Beckett play. Mm. I mean, it, the, the structure of it is bow down. That alone for that episode just should win all the awards for me. Mm-hmm. And again, what I'm talking about, the heart, you know, at the end, even though we all know as an audience um, that Curtin doesn't get on and, and is a bit sort of terrified of Uncle Nugget, when he actually confesses that at the end, it's mm. like really fucking gets you, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the beauty of the show. I think it, it turns on a dime. It just, really does. Uh, yeah. One minute laughing, next minute just uh, ripping your heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. And that for me is that's comedy, that's ticks all the boxes for me especially like you said where they're confined to the kitchen pretty much the whole episode but you've got the absolute gems of like um sue mucklow kerry's mum that's the tomato episode isn't it It it's probably one of the funniest moments in the whole series i think and it's a great mechanism for having a character that's off screen that can just throw out humdingers Mm. all the time does everything ass wipes or whatever she wants to say oh even in i forget what what episode it is but you know when um Oh, it's series two when Carrie's getting the letters and she doesn't know it's from them. Yeah. Mandy's mm. coming to sort of protect her. Yeah. Well, even then, she shouts down about recording my pole dart. That's it. That's like it. <laughs> and that's it. It's just two lines, throwaway, and it says so much. Indeed, mm. absolutely. So, have you have you taken a trip up to North Leach and had a look at the? Uh... I haven't. Um, no, I haven't. No. I will confess. Um, I w- I was asked to 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 pop over to go down. Um, uh, when they were just filming just now, but I haven't had time. No. But uh, I'll just have to take Charlie out for a yeah. point. <laughs> is that something you'd like to sort of take part in a comedy like this country, as an actor yourself? Is well, it? I um, I love comedy. Mm. Comedy. I mean, I, I know that I'm kind of known for, for sort of drama and things mm. like that, but I grew up on, on comedy, you know, Lauren Hardy and Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin and Harold Lloyd. That's what I grew up with mm. on, on a Saturday morning and throughout school holidays, and that's what kind of inspired me. Comedy was to, you know, I wanted to be an actor, I wanted to be a, a comedy, solely comedy actor. Drama was never, never on the cards at all. <laughs> mm. Then all of a sudden, I got cast in one thing, and it kind of all changed. Mm. So yeah, I'm just slowly getting back into comedy now. <laughs> <laughs> There was a question I was going to ask you, but I heard um, on Shan's podcast about asking what your dream role was. I, I, I actually shuddered at work because I heard you say, I think you said something like, oh, it's, it's the question that you haven't got an actual answer for if somebody comes up and says to you, what's your dream role? And I thought, oh, shit, I'm not going to But it's funny, you know, I do, I do read interviews with actors and they do have an answer for that. Mm-hmm. 
I don't because what what if I do have an answer and then I get that dream role? Then where where do I where go? Do you I go? just want to, yeah. you know, that dream role might might be there tomorrow. It might be in my next job. Who knows? Mm, it's mm, everything's mm. exciting. Yeah, yeah. That's so fair. back to this country then. Mm. Did you prefer the first series to the second, or do you think it just? It's that... really hard, isn't it? That mm. hard question to <laughs> you, lads, isn't it? <laughs> just, yeah. I, the introduction of of the characters in series one was so important mm. that it gave it, series two wasn't just a continuation. I think it grew and it, and it, and it grew into something else, something, something bigger mm. in a way, especially because people were yapping about it and it's become this thing. Mm. Um, but again, I think the balance of comedy and, and drama and heart and tragedy it dips in and out all the time. Threat. It's really hard. What, what's your guys' favorite? Do you have a favorite? No, no. I'm, I'm like you. It's it's a continuation. It's hard to, to stop like, what series one. You know, series one goes straight into series two for me. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I know it's what just you mean. a continuation. Yeah. There isn't that life sort of continues. Yeah. yeah, I will say. I mean, I've spent the last couple of weeks getting a load because we're doing a, a, a this country fan quiz. So I spent the last two couple of weeks going through each episode and getting questions. And it's, I think, the second series has, has become my favourite. Yeah, and I think it's what you're saying. In fact, there's there, not there isn't any heart in series one. Series two, there are so many moments that carry with the soda stream. Yeah, uh, yeah. That even now, and I've seen it, God knows how many times. Curtain with still, the vicar. Curtain with the vicar. There's yeah, so many sweet say, moments. I know, but you say that, you don't have to look at the, the first episode of season one when um, Martin's introduced for the first time, and I think he's pushing the other yeah. kids. He couldn't give a flying fuck. No. And no. She's, she, she becomes this little child again. Absolutely. I mean, it's like... What am I watching mm. here? Yeah. I thought I was watching one thing and it's something else. I and mean, then she's bullshitting the curtain, saying, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna. I don't think yeah, I'm gonna go oh, see." Yeah, that's gorgeous moment. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, and it, you know things like that never change because then when you know when Martin offers Curtin the job and the, the is building site, his site outside <laughs> yeah. somebody's house. Yeah, you know, not really site, is it? <laughs> and uh, he just completely ignores her. Yeah, and it's those moments that, that I think build in series two. But mm. I understand what you mean. Um, but I would have to go back and absolutely rinse it all to give you a, a definitive answer. Yeah, you okay. see, I couldn't give a definitive on that. No. I, I've got favourite episodes. That, well, say favourite episodes. Episodes I think stand out to me as uh, the better episodes. All my favourite episodes. I will say that, like Oven Space, Threatening Letters. You know where they stand just that little bit higher than the others. But but the introduction of Mandy. I mean. <laughs> Could you get a better introduction than no. that for her when walking across the street? Oh, no. Yeah. Exactly. What'd you say? Yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, oh, my God. I went, <laughs> who is this? Yeah. She's brilliant. And then with the tattoo. Uh, it's, uh, it's tattoo season one. Tattoo, it, that's it, the same it, episode. Yeah. Same yeah, episode. Same I mean, episode. That, that has to be up there with, with yeah. one of my favourite episodes Comedy as well. Comedy gold, isn't because it? Because that is the, the, the tattoo book. I could have had 20 minutes on that. I yeah. mean, that is fucking brilliant. <laughs> oh, dear me. Yeah. Uh, but the, the other thing that's relatable is we sort of all know characters like this. Mm. So, so like your big Mandy, you know, if you like we live in Sirencester, we sort of know people that they're like or probably who they're based on. But, yeah. And your vicar and your lens and people like that, you sort of know people like that. And that relates up and down the country from what I can gather from people that we've spoken to. Yeah. And that's another thing that is that entry into this comedy and gives it that heart because you have that relationship with these characters. Yeah. Mm. 
So, so you said you like American uh, TV. Is there any particular things? Is that more American drama than than comedy? You like or probably a bit about. You see, it's hard for me because it's it, one thing. I don't have a television at home. I right. Think okay. Everybody kind of knows that, and it's not because I dislike television. I work in it. I love it. It's inspiring. But if it was there, it'd be on all the fucking time and I wouldn't get anything done. Right. The sun would have square eyes and it'd just be, it'd be a nightmare. Mm. That's because I love it so much that I can't have it. Right. So I've got to take the drugs away from the addicts. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, I used to get huge boxes of Seinfeld and just sort of go through all that. And then when Kirby Enthusiasm was introduced, recently I've loved The Juice, which is David Simon's... Um, 70s sort of uh, when New York was you know look oh, at New right. York now it's beautiful one, it? New York was an shit all around Broadway mm. was disgusting full of prostitutes and directors. so it's all about that and it's, oh, right. it's so so good and I think what was that called again? it's called The Juice Juice mm. Mm. and who's I, in that? James Franco. Does he uh, play twins? Play twins and I've, it's I've not as awful it. as it sounds right. it's brilliant <laughs> Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, who's just majestic and anything she is, and, and like loads of people you don't know. Right. Just going, who the fuck is this geezer? He's amazing. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's just top, top notch. For What's me. that yeah. on? Uh, I don't know. I, can't I haven't have... seen it on anything. I any think it's on services, Sky but... Atlantic. If right. Right. Sky. Right. Yeah. I don't even know BBC One. Um, but, <laughs> uh, you know, that's why I watch things on my commute. You've got the I mean, iPlay. You don't need it. I've exactly. got the iPlay. It's fine. Because yeah. another thing I noticed, I, I watched a little clip on YouTube of you uh, on this morning, and you was admitting that you don't watch yourself, no. or you don't like watching yourself. I try not to. Is that a thing that the majority of actors are like? Or... I think everybody's different. Right. I know certain people that will watch as they're filming. So they'll film a scene and then they'll go around to the monitor and watch. I It doesn't help me at all. That would trip me up um, and I, I will probably close up. Right. Um, but, no, I don't like to watch because, as you said before, when you were talking about can I watch sort of comedy and drama on telly and be and not be be objective, not be objective, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, no, I can't watch myself without going... <sighs> Why? Oh, what are you doing there? That's ridiculous. Really? Yeah, I can't switch it off. So much so that it would affect your performance going forward, or it just might might um, affect my confidence as a human. Really? Just in life, yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> really? Because <laughs> you must, you have to have a lot of confidence to do the job you do. Surely. Um, I don't know if confidence is the right word. I suppose a a love a love of your craft and, and what you do. Um, but I don't know, you know, I know so many people and I've spoken to so many people who um, have crushing sort of anxiety about what they do and they constantly don't think they're good enough and they don't know whether they belong. They don't feel that they belong on this film set or have they earned their place. Um, but that's all right. I think, mm. that, you know, I think that's okay. That goes a little bit to what you were saying with Sean about auditions. Mm. Now, if you listen to that episode, and, and I'm quite happy to blow the trumpet of your episode because it's a fantastic podcast. Thank you. Um, she seemed to be really... She, she hates auditions. You seem to come over like you don't don't mind the audition uh, process. Um, you seemed a lot more confident, put it that way, for the audition process as opposed to what Well, Sean I suppose the thing is, we were just talking about... Uh, the anxiety of auditions there, and, and Sean 
as she said, you know, gets very, very nervous about it. Um, do I get nervous? I suppose I do, but it just sort of manifests itself in, in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer not to do them, obviously, because you're, you're doing a job interview every time. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I've got another job interview. Oh, I've got to go and try and make somebody think that I'm half decent for a role now. Um, it's just part and parcel of it, really. You, 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 I suppose you never get used to it, even though you've been doing it for so long. Mm. Mm. Well, talking to twins, yes. actually, we were saying about that with that programme, you play twins. I I have played twins. Whitechapel. Uh, Whitechapel, yeah. Which I really enjoyed, Whitechapel. But Thank you. How, I mean, the process of filming that? That was... Uh, that was a brilliant process, actually. I really enjoyed it, because... Um, do they film all one half? Yeah, so I had a, like uh, I would have a, a double. Mm. Um, so he they would film everything with with one of the brothers first, with him there, just in case they could. This isn't good for podcasters, is it? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they could see like a, a bit of the elbow or a bit of the shoulder of 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 the other actor who was playing the other brother at the time, mm. and then we would kind of switch, change the hair, whatever we needed to do, and then reshoot. So it was. Yeah, it was quite a long process. Got to do everything twice. Yeah. <laughs> but, also, but also quite a dream sort of role for an actor because you're... Oh, I don't know. It could be a bit narcissistic, can't it? Just play, I don't know. Just, just talking know. to yourself. Yeah, but actors. also, but you're, you're, you've got the opportunity to give two performances. So yeah. it's a bit of a challenge rather than... It, it, well, it was a challenge. It was an enjoyable challenge mm. because there were um, quite exciting characters and, yeah, you could kind of get away with a few things and mm. surprise people um yeah that was it, it, was, it so was did it. you uh, obviously people that haven't seen it it's basically based on the craze did you yeah did you yeah it, it's sort of they're they're, they're emulating the craze they're supposed to be the 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 sons of of one of the craze that's right um but spoiler turns out they weren't so the mother was a bit of a nutbag. So. Yeah, did you um did you sort of go into any sort of research for that sort of role? Like a little bit. Um, time was against me. Mm. Um, but I'd, I'd seen a lot of a lot of films. Um, I, I yeah, I did a little bit of research, but like nothing major to be no. honest, because they were both. Psychopaths, absolutely. So just, that's the sort of like the good old craze. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd say, well, my characters were psychopaths. You know, yeah, not, not saying they were, but apparently they were. Um, but yeah, you just have to look into the the mental state of mm. people. So I was preferring to do that, um, which was kind of interesting. Or just watch Gary and Martin Kemp. <laughs> Or just what's going? Oh God, I forgot about them. They, yeah, they were, they, weren't yeah. they? They were the craze. That they was were like Philip Ridley, craze. though, wasn't it? Who wrote it? I think, or did he direct it? The, oh, that was long. Was that like the eighties or ninety? Was early about nineteen ninety-one. I went to yeah. the premiere of that. Did you? Yeah, only through a friend who was in the, the acting business. God, I me a ticket. Of course, that's yeah. really famous at the moment. And then Tom Hardy, of course, a couple of years. Yeah, ago. Well, yeah. yeah, with legend. Mm. Excellent. Um, I was gonna. Well, we've got a little bit of a quiz for you. Oh, first, but before we go, go, on. And go on to that, mm. um, Line of Duty. Yes. Now, this was where, on my intro, when I said about um, getting chatted up by OAPs in the supermarket. Now, this was a, a quote that I saw online, so whether yeah. it is true or whether it is not. No, I mean, I must have, you know, when you, uh, you know, when you get stopped and it's always nice and you, have, you say hello and you have your picture taken and people are generally 
if you play someone quite nasty on telly, um, they're really nice to you. Right. Some of these are. I suppose because they know that it's just, oh, it's just telly and it's yeah, not yeah, real. Yeah, yeah, um, And it tends to be, not tends to be, certainly in the supermarket when I get stopped, it's, it's, it is older ladies who say something quite obscene for such an old lady. Really? <laughs> you, oh, you're a nasty bastard. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> horrible, horrible bugger you. Things like that. Yeah. But not all from the north of England. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, because the question the I was going to ask is, is with something like, like Line of Duty was a massive success, mm. and you're in the middle of all that, are there people that can separate? Like, they'll see you walking around, you know, buying some potatoes and stuff, and you sort yeah. of answered the question, I suppose, there. But... Uh, yeah, I think they can, because I think it's more different for somebody who... Is, is in a, a soap opera, for instance, because they're coming into people's homes however many times a week. I don't know how many, time, yeah. how many times there's soap on, three or four times. Some of them are five, aren't well, they? Well, yeah. do you know what I mean? They're in and they've got huge viewing figures and mm. they're there all the time, whereas, you know, something like Line of Duty, once a week, and it's so fantastical sometimes mm. that, that people can... Um, separate the two, thank God, otherwise I'd, be, yeah. <laughs> I'd get shot, wouldn't I? Get accosted at every, at every turn. And, of course, um, Ashley Maguire, who is Mandy, has just uh, announced she's joining EastEnders. EastEnders, yeah. Really? She Big is. Mandy's going to be in EastEnders. She's going to be in EastEnders. Good for her. I should say go. congratulations yeah, to her. Yeah, absolutely. So we, uh, congratulations, we have got it on our... Well, talking of characters from this country, then, do mm. you have a favourite? I know that's a, like, sort of a bit of a Sophie's choice, but do you have a favourite? I have a least favourite. Oh, who's that? Who's that? That's Martin. Oh, absolutely. Oh, he's yeah. a shit house, isn't he? He is a shit And Dan. Uh, and Dan. Yeah. <laughs> but I kind of feel more sorry for Dan. Because, mm. you know, the bullying just sort of goes down the, the, the tip. But, yeah. and in a way, I kind of feel sorry for Martin because what? He's a shit house. Oh, I've met people like that. Mm. Okay. Horrible. Oh, yeah. Um, it's hard. It's very, very hard to pick a favourite. Mm. Um. Some days I'm Team Kurt and sometimes I'm 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 Team Daisy May Cooper. I don't yeah. know. I don't yeah. know. It's really hard. Um, but both of them, I love. I love when they sort of regress into children. That's what I was saying. At what brilliant actors they are, you mm. know. Um, I can't put a Rizzo paper between them to be honest. No. Let's just put both. Well, of we'll them. put those Let's two together. Put both of them top together. Then. Yeah. Well, that's quite apt. But I do like. But I do like Mandy as well. We're going to find out whether how much more you know about Kerry or Curtain. Oh, as shit. We're going to play. Here we go. Kerry or Curtain. Oh bloody hell! So I'm going to give you five lines of dialogue. You've yes. got to tell me if yeah. it was said by Kerry or Curtain. Let's do this. Here we go. Number one, it's just a date, mate. You're not meeting the Queen. I'm going to go with Curtain. It was Curtain. Thank one you. nil. Number two. <clears throat> Council found he'd been hoarding jars of his own feces since 98. Kerry. Well done. Two for two. Number three. Is there a prize for this, by the way? Um, a, a warm round of applause. Thank you. That'll uh, do. That's unfortunately, okay. we haven't got any Perspex awards we can give you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that route. Yeah, yeah. Like, Shatterproof. <laughs> we just sort of get a Sharpie. And I've got a Sharpie. Yeah. We can great. do that Let's for you. That. No yes. problem. You've got to get all five, though. Oh, okay. uh, number three. Were you in the year below me at school? Curtain. That was Kerry. Oh! That was Kerry when talking to PC Weber in the last episode. Shit, you know what I was thinking of when he's trying to find the the, the friend who used to be at school. Oh, uh, Rob uh, Robinson. Rob, Rob Robinson. Robinson. That's what I was thinking about. Number four. Don't know what party you're at, mate. This one's banging. Kerry. Well done. And the last one. 
I feel bad for slagging him off because that was bang out of order and for posting that picture of him on that German porn site, but I can probably take that down. Curtain. That was four out of five. Not That's bad, not bad. Guys. It's not, not yeah, bad. Well Unfortunately, done. the Perspex ruler stays in the same four place. But the warm man applause <laughs> <Yeah>. greatly appreciates <laughs> us. Um, talking of actors we haven't really spoken about is Paul Chahidi, <laughs> is the, the vicar. God love that man. Is, I don't know him, but I think he's absolutely brilliant. He, he just, well, uh, also as, brilliant in The Death of Stalin. Oh, oh absolutely. Mm. What a film. What a film. What a film. <laughs> what a film. He is a lovely, lovely man. And we've said many times on this podcast that there are episodes in Series 2 specifically mm. that he's man of the match of the episode. Absolutely. Oh, just... absolutely. There's some beautiful stuff. Especially when his son when comes his son back. comes down, it, like we spoke about that moving moment with Curtin at the very end. Yeah, yeah. it's just oh, heart, and he brings a lot of heart to the series himself, doesn't In, he? Yeah, it's effortless. Mm. Yeah, it's absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. It's like the you know like, like the night accent. It's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. But they're massive, them bollocks. Okay, one more thing. Um, sick of it. With Carl Pilkington. Yes. I noticed on IMDb that you're... Are you just in one episode, or is there I'm, only one episode? I'm or? in the first episode. Yeah. Right, OK. Yeah. Now, I've been a massive fan of, like, Ricky and Carl and right from their early days. Yeah. So... I don't know how to say this. Is he always Carl? Is he always like that? He's aversion of, yeah. But he's great crack. He's good. Is he? To, he's, he? You know, when you're not filming, he's really good to, to talk to. He's never short of an opinion or something to say. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I really got on with him. He was really top guy. Yeah. yeah. And is there anything you can tell us about? The, I mean, I've sort of seen little clips. Is that, it's not actually started yet. It's the end of this month. Yeah, end of this month. Um, the little... Well, I... I haven't had time to sit down and watch it. Oh, right. <laughs> I've, okay. got, I've got the series. Um, but again, it's just time. Right. But the little bits that I've seen in the scripts that I've read are absolutely brilliant. Excuse me, I had a little burp there. That's okay. Um, sorry. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, I think he's, I think people, he's going to be surprising people, to be honest. Because mm. um, it's very relaxed comedy, but it's very funny. And I don't think anything's. Been done like it before on uh, oh, so, on telly. I think it's I think it's fun. Oh, so yeah. pretty original thing. Oh, totally original. Oh, fantastic! Because yeah, yeah. you know from the trailers, he's he's playing sort of two versions of himself. He's playing his inner voice that you know when you go, oh, I shouldn't really say that. That's another character. That's another Carl. Mm. Um, so yeah, in a way, he's playing twins as well. Isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, he, he, he didn't ask for any tips. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think is going to happen in the future of this country then, with the way that it was left in series two? Uh, we've got a special coming out, obviously. Well, the, be end, the end of, of this year, and then series three. Storyline wise, where would you like to see it go? Well, certainly justice for Kerry. <laughs> right. We need to start. That's where we need to start. Okay. I would like to see. Do you think she's going to go? Do you think she's going to? Go down. I think it's good. There's going to be a bit of a fight. Yeah, right. I don't think it's. Gonna, I think because of the smart. I don't think it's going to be resolved very quickly. Right. Okay. I don't, I'm, I'm no. I'm not saying it's going to be the arc of the full series. Even though, fine by me. But I don't think it's going to be resolved like that. Mm. Okay. I would like to see Curtin find some love. Right. Some true love in his life. And do you think he'll get back with Sophie? No, somebody else. I don't. I, I don't think they were right. To be honest, no, I just don't think they're right. Gets together with Kaylee. 
she's a bit of a one that we found out, didn't we? Yeah, I never trusted her anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I had her number. Yeah. Or maybe him and slugs. They sort of get it on, maybe. Oh, no, don't go dark. Put that image into people's heads. Yeah. That's made it go very dark. Breathing out of his mouth. I've always said I'd like to see Kerry get with somebody. I mean, there's been mentioned that maybe she should get together with Dan. No. That would be fucked up. I, I'm, I'm yeah. going to try and put a stop to that yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because you don't like Dan. I think he's a bad influence. Mm. And he needs to, to just go and have a little think about himself in the corner with his little stonker on. And, yeah. <laughs> so, and again, do you think that Martin's going to get... Because one thing I, I, I always... It's like an itch you can't scratch when a baddie doesn't quite get their comeuppance. Do you think that there's going to be that in, in the future, that Martin's going to get some kind of... No, I think he's going to get away with it. At the do moment. you really? Yeah, I do. I do. He's one of those, and he's very slippery and full of shit. Yeah. He's a shit house. That's what he, he is, is. A shit house. He is a shit house. At least we can all agree on that. Yeah. Oh, well, absolutely. I mean, I can remember watching that last episode, and then Paul came round to, to collect something. I can't remember what it was. And the, I opened the door, and the first thing I said to him when I saw him was, you shit house. <laughs> and he went, what? I said, you know what? Then he said, it's not it's like that thing about separating the actor from yeah, the yeah. character. And I was yeah. so... But you look online, and there were so many people that were angry with, with Martin, with mm. how he acted. But again, that one scene in in the van, again, I watched it back for the, for the quiz yeah. and that. Just, it's beautiful from start to finish. You know, the... The the talk of the dog, and then I felt absolutely nothing. And, the... <laughs> and Kerry's very childlike in that scene very, as well, yeah. isn't she? Very yeah, yeah, childlike. Very, yeah. So is there is there anything you'd like to see happen, though? I mean, not talking about the the resolution of what's happened with Kerry and her dad, but is there any sort of situations you'd like to see Kerry or Curtin get involved in or become? Or... No, I just wanted them to carry on and on and on, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be honest. It's, but in a way... Saying that, I actually don't want them to carry on and on and on. No. Because no. I would never want the quality to to wane. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? I, I think they're, they're smart cookies. Mm. They'll know when to go, right, we're done, let's mm. leave it. And then they'll just put it on the top shelf with all the other classic comedies, yeah. I think. Wasn't that the beauty of The Office, that it was two series mm-hmm. and special, done? Well, yeah. all the greatest yeah. were, weren't they? Fo- Fo- uh, Towers. Towers. Yeah. Um, Phoenix Knights, I suppose you could say. It was only two, mm. wasn't it? Yeah. And still, Red Dwarf goes on and on. And Indeed. Yeah, well, and the mistake they made with Only only Fours Norses as well. Indeed. Should have known when to end it. Um, I know that IMDB can be quite sort of um, hit or miss, but I also noticed that on your projects coming up, you've got Watership Down. Yeah. Is that um, something that you can talk about? or? Is... Yeah, it's about rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. Are we not traumatising yeah. the child? I just wanted to know if you could tell me what it is. What, uh, yeah. It's a new new sort of reimagining, I suppose, of Watership Down, brand new animation. Is that the one with John Boyega in? Yes. Wow. Um, so, yeah, just, yeah. Is it completely animated or is it some, yeah. CGI sort of animated? Uh, I don't know. When I was finished off the voices, the, uh, the what are they called? An- animatics, which right. is very sort of crude uh, uh, drawings uh, before they, they put everything on it. It takes like a year to do mm. all that. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I imagine it's going to be really good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Don't take it from well, me. Well, it's a great story, isn't it? It'll yeah. Traumatise a whole new generation. Absolutely. But I, I don't think it's going to be uh, as upsetting 
Right. Hopefully. Right. <laughs> and you've got says. no idea when that's coming out? I think or... it's out of Christmas. Oh, I right. Think, oh, cool. I think. I think it's going to be on um, Netflix and BBC at Christmas. Excellent. Fantastic. And have you got any other projects coming up that you can tell us about? Um, or, apart from the podcast, obviously? I... Uh, or can you I not can't, say... I can't... No, I hate that one. When people, I know. The go, yeah, can't tell me. I know. Because either it's true, they can't tell you, or they've got fuck all happening in the life. <laughs> yeah, and they want to, but no, I, I have got a start in it. I start something in a couple of weeks. Um, but hopefully it just won't interfere with my podcasting. Right, I'm sure it won't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and one more question. Yes. Obviously, Line of Duty mm. was a huge hit. The new one, The Bodyguard. Yes. You, have you been watching it? Or? I have been watching it. I'm very, very proud of Jed. Yeah. Mm. It's fantastic. And quite right. He's, he's, a, he's a master. Yeah. Wonderful. There you go. On um, iPlayer if you want to catch up. Indeed. Which you indeed. should. Ross. That's Ross. I'm looking at Ross. <laughs> Don't worry. All the way he names everybody. <laughs> little pet names. <laughs> I just looked at Ross and I went, Ross. Unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, this is the first podcast I've ever done. No, no what, yes, yeah. Oh, there you go. You better take the ruler then. <laughs> the first podcast we'll, we'll, I've ever done. You we'll signed that ruler. Yeah. Very enjoyable. It's been how too. is it good? Oh, apart from me fucking your name up right oh, at the don't end. Don't worry, no. I've, I've been called worse. I was on a set once, and for two weeks I was called. Uh, what was I called? Nigel. <laughs> or, I was called somewhat for ages. I went, no. And then I ended up just responding to whatever he called me. <laughs> Speaking of um, Martin Kemp, I happened to come across um, Bear Grylls, the island, the celebrity one, and he's on there. And Eric Roberts is on there. Right. And he keeps Julie's calling... brother. Yeah, yeah. And he keeps calling Martin Kemp Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Colin. Colin. And how pissed off Martin Kemp looks. He's just pure... Colin Kemp. So Eric Roberts is in a film with Michael Flatley. I've heard about this. Look up, really? the, look up the poster for Michael Flatley's film. I believe, don't quote me, I believe it might be called Blackbird. And Michael Flatley is, I think, a spy. I've, I have is heard this, about this. Is this real? No, this yeah, is it true. Is, it is true. This, the poster is a, a, a work of beauty. Oh, I'm going to have to look. Is, is this the pro- project, project that you're telling us about? <laughs> if only. <laughs> Flatley calls, I'm... <laughs> I'm throwing the podcast <laughs> in the sea and getting on board. And you don't care what he calls you. Yeah. Just you join the back of the chorus line. <laughs> back to the river, Dan. Well, Craig, thank you so oh, much Craig, for spending some time with us. Oh, Craig, it's been fantastic. Absolute pleasure, Absolute legend. Absolute legend. You can catch Craig's podcast on Apple Podcasts and I'm sure everywhere else that... Spotify. Spotify, yeah, the whole that. lot. Yep. Two-shot podcast. Actually, what, why call the two-shot podcast? Uh, just because... When you, uh, if you two were doing a, a scene on the telly and I was filming you, um, it would be it called be a two uh, shot. Two single, single, a two, two shot. And because I, you generally speak just to one person, mm, we just right. Nice. nice, nice, nice. We will put a link in the show notes of the podcast uh, to Craig's podcast so that you can uh, download that and subscribe and all that stuff and get it back up to number two in the chart because <laughs> we'll be above them in number smooth, one. <laughs> smooth. Uh, right, just a little bit of housekeeping. We have tickets, uh, a few tickets still for sale for our second live show, Double Dinners, at the Sundial Theatre in Sirencester on the 30th of November. Absolutely. Looking forward to seeing you there. So I'll put a link in the show notes for that as well. We also have the brand new hashtag examinate t-shirts are now available and they'll be on the website. So uh, wtafpodcast.com. 
Anything else? Do you want to give a uh, usual shout-out? Well, we're on all the social media outlets, uh, WTAF This Country. You can email us at WTAFThisCountry at Hotmail.com. Um, I think that's it, really, isn't it? Boom. Oh, we're on Patreon as well. Oh, so yeah. if you do want to come and help us keep this podcast going, please do come and be a Patreon for many rewards. Indeed. Patreon.com forward slash WTAF. Thank you very much, Colin. And, uh, <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> I don't know in whatever name he is always going to be Craig to us. He will. Thank you very much, Craig. Thank, thank you very you. much, Neil. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much, everybody else. Now go get plumbed, you fuckers. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, (laughs) Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal.